Hi, I'm Olivia, a final year theology and creative writing student at Valspar University, and you're listening to The Fuse. I am lucky enough today to be joined by my wonderful housemate, Piers, if you want to introduce yourself. Hi everyone, I'm Piers. I'm a politics student at the University of Bath. I'm a final year. <laughs> and today we're going to be discussing whether universities breed left-wing students and whether there's freedom of speech on campus. So first of all, we're just going to talk about student unions. And Piers, will you just explain to our listeners what actually is a student union and how does it differ from a trade union? Well, I, I think what you have to look at first is the word union. A union is a collective group of individuals. So whether in a trade union, you have a collective group of workers it could be in any field uh, and a student's union is a collective group of students and, and the point of a union is to squish together the the voice the voice of those people uh, as a sort of challenge to to the people with, with with greater power so in trade unions normally you're standing up to your boss it's a very simple way of putting it student union you're standing up against your university it's a way of collectivizing a voice and and making sure your opinions are heard and you have greater power so they're acting on behalf of the students really student union certainly yes so at your university do you act a lot with the student union are you involved with your union or is it something that just kind of passes you by unless there's a good night out on well i I think i probably speak for most people when when i say that the su is something that you go to drink at not something you involve yourself politically it's I think a lot of people are very disconnected with it. Um, so what is the actual point of it? Like, why why do we still have them instead of just kind of getting rid of them and just kind of having a, a student club and a student like pub instead? And why are they still kind of this political body? Well, it's just it's a formal representation of a student voice. That's what it's used for. I, people, I think, are disconnected from it because the people I mean, we all voted it. We've all voted in elections for it. And I think sometimes you get the impression that people run for it to do more for themselves to do but do you think that the, the vote is actually legitimate like do you think enough people actually vote because I know for a fact that I didn't vote at my student union's um election and I don't really know anyone who did um so I, I don't know how like representative they are of of my point of view I think that it's just something that I've kind of not engaged with at all during my three years of uni um I think, I think vote, vote apathy of, of the students is indicative of of how uh, how people are disconnected yeah. from it I, I i think that's a perfect example of it no no one cares because no one no one see, seems represented despite the manifestos people bring out because people historically like to overpromise and underachieve yeah and if someone asked you who's the leader of your su would you be able to give an example like would you be able to say i, I could tell you i could tell you the bizarrely i could tell you the leader of the su from when i was a first year and i couldn't tell you the one at the right, moment so not particularly helpful now because Eve i was Alcott. reading an, an article earlier and it was saying that the, the the leader of this su i can't remember what university it was of but um they had a party bias and that really like uh, impacted the the students of that year i think they were a real strong left-wing support like left-wing voter and um there were quite a few conservative students that were speaking out and saying that they didn't feel represented by the leader of their su because of the party bias which kind of leads me on to the question of how political is an SU and should it be political? Because of course they're political within the university field, but should they go further and kind of have? Well, 
a student, an individual student union is is fairly apolitically apolitical in terms of national politics. Obviously, it will be political in terms of the polit- the internal politics that revolves around it. When you're talking about the national politics of a students union, this is where you you, you introduce the, the broader broader structure of the of the NSU or the of the National Union of Students. They they are more actively engaged in national politics and and actively actively lobby government. And the SU is a part of that. SU there, there's like there's six hundred odd SUs. I, I don't I think you, there there are even some that aren't even universities that are incorporated within the NSU, um, predominantly yeah. universities. So recently, Piers, I understand there was a referendum at the University of Bath for their membership of the NUS. What was that all about? So every year, Bath Uni or the Bath SU pays £30,000 to the NUS and that's a membership and that's, that's a fee essentially that goes towards the NUS's lobbying. And the NUS, it must be said, do some very good, very good things. Let's keep it recent. During the pandemic, the NUS were able to, to do quite well, achieving early release from student tenancies. I, I believe somewhere in the region of 500 million was, was put back into the pockets of students. I mean, similarly, I think 174 million I've got written down here. Uh, went to they managed to achieve a hardship fund which is is impressive you must say um they, they've currently got as well a um got campaigns i think mean, the most recent one is 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 titled students deserve better which i think tells you a bit of the nature of of the union so that the that's pressure they're kind of putting on so during covid they've been they've been vital really for ensuring that students are still kind of heard but apart from kind of smaller level things they haven't really achieved anything massive in terms of them getting students like re- reimbursed or kind of reducing fees or anything like that because i know that there was plenty of stuff going on about that for a long time yeah i mean except like i say for the hardship funds and and some examples of of early release from from tenancies they they've done very little to be able to to reduce tuition fees uh, yeah. there's, there's a lot to be said really about the effectiveness of the NUS in the public eye it has very little respect I think and it's government certainly especially being a conservative government there's little little attention paid to them there's it's also also should be said that despite their they've gone undergone a, a big redevelopment recently and restructured everything they're still quite an undemocratic organization the voice of yeah, the SU right. triumphs that the 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 voice of the of of the local student unions agreed so talking just about like the student population and how uh students feel that they're able to properly vocalize their political opinions i was reading a survey by the adf which is a human rights group which are campaigning for more freedom of speech on campus and they gave some shocking statistics of how 40 percent of students fear that expressing their views on campus would adversely affect their career opportunities. Um, I just wanted to talk about that. Like, is there a crisis? Is I mean, is there a crisis of freedom of speech on campuses? Are students kind of been forced to null their their opinions because they don't want to be thought of differently, not only by peers, but going forward and thought differently by lecturers and by having a party elite. The statistic surprises me. I, I think I think a lot of this sort of idea of freedom of speech on university is, is borrowed from America. Really, I think if you compare the university system of America to the UK, the UK, thankfully, I think is about five or 10 years behind the American model. Now, in America, you see a lot of these safe spaces and you see a lot of these areas where there is, some might argue, a reduction of freedom of speech. This country, I think the university system here, especially with all the societies of, you know, I, I, again, I, I'm sure you can tell us about the Bath Spa 
societies but in, in in the uni of we there's there's societies for uh conservatives lib dems labor greens there's even a marxist society there, there's a there's a home for practically everyone and i i, I would be very surprised if, if someone felt there's always a feeling on campus that if you kind of go against the grain and aren't going with the general consensus then it's it is that awkward conversation especially in like debates amongst younger people that the political also becomes a personal in many aspects i think that's an issue with society in general currently i think there's there's a lot of tribalism you could say with with one's political allegiance i, I again i can only speak for my experiences on on you know, I, I was quite surprised i mean i'm quite happy actually with the inclusivity everyone i've never come across any severe arguments or i don't want to say the word fight but you know i study politics everyone's very civil it is very civil and is that because they're kind of like nulling their opinions or and like they're trying to shrink their opinions to not be as kind of controversial or do you think it's just because people are understanding i think it's a mix of both and i personally i don't tend to project my political opinions that readily some people do and fair play to them everyone treats it with respect perhaps that's because of the the nature of studying politics people tend to think especially when you think of politics on unis you, you're right in saying that people tend to think of left-wing politics bizarrely in my in my experience people who study politics tend to be more right yeah and i think one of the reasons that universities do get this stigma of being kind of a left-wing thing is because of the name student union you know what i mean you automatically associate a union with a, a left-wing well it's 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 principally something that was spearheaded in what the late 1800s uh, that was anti-capitalist in a sense i mean it it, it it was empowering the workers yeah agreed um however i did see a thing that in 2020 there was it was about um a midwifery student uh, called julia i won't try and pronounce her surname at nottingham university and she faced suspension because of her involvement with pro-life groups so she had quite a controversial opinion um, and this actually was causing so much like trouble in the university that she was looking at facing a suspension. I don't know what happened with that, but I will link the article below. Um, and that raises the question of how, how much freedom of speech is actually allowed. Is it freedom of speech in one angle, but as soon as you have got an opinion in another angle, it's not okay? But I, I think it's counter counterproductive to link link something like that to to the university, even though it was their decision. I think it's 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 so much bigger than that we, we live currently in in an era of cancel culture some people call yeah. it yeah I, I don't think this is something specific to universities i think this is a societal wide thing this is a trend that's been going on for a while and unfortunately i think this will continue in in the workplace in universities all aspects yeah it's almost like it's okay to have views on some topics but other topics are almost like a one-sided argument i mean don't get me wrong i do find it hard to like, understand and empathize with some extreme views but if we are to have freedom of speech it's about kind of listening to all the uncomfortable opinions that might just be completely morally against well the, the the argument for freedom of speech is that you may hear things which are uncomfortable to you but the fact you can hear them means you can argue for them. And if you if, if you have a system which doesn't have freedom of speech, you then you then make people with extreme opinions and you cannot argue with them because they cannot express their opinions publicly. And what that means is people diverge, people leave the centre and people go either one end or the other. And that's very dangerous. I, I think yeah, that's incredibly it's dangerous. Polarized. So talking about freedom of speech on campus um, there's been a lot to do with this recently and spiked in 2018 released rankings of how they they looked at each university separately um, and they ranked them in terms of like how much they allowed freedom of speech in um red amber and green red obviously okay. being like 
there's hardly any freedom of speech. Green Bean, there's great freedom of speech. Um, and I'll put the article below. They've literally got every university. Um, but I was just looking at our uni. So how do you reckon Uni of Bath ranks in terms of the SU and in terms of the university? Well, I mean, you'd like to, you'd like to think they'd be green. I, I, I think the interesting comparison would be uh, Uni of Bath and Bath Spa. That would be really interesting, I think. Yeah, just to give people an understanding, Uni of Bath's quite like a STEM-based university um, and Bath Spa's like humanities and arts um, and is generally known as a more kind of liberal university, just sure. a bit of context. Um, so yeah, red is obviously like hardly any freedom of speech. Orange is this freedom of speech with through intervention. Uh, so it's monitored, but there's pretty good freedom of speech. And green is that there's freedom of speech. Like nothing is kind of like, nothing's off cards. You can talk My about My prediction, it. I've got a prediction. Go on right. for Uni of Bath. Uni of Bath, I'm going to go orange. Okay. I'm going to go orange. And Spa, Spa, red. Right, we're going red. We're going <laughs> red. <laughs> Wait, why would you say that? Why would you think Uni of uh, Bath Spa had? I'd be I'd be lying if I tried to give you some some complex answer. I that was okay. It was just what gauge my okay. So <laughs> I was really shocked. So Bath Spa is amber rating overall, but our student union's green for great freedom of speech. Okay. Um, and then our union general um uh, bans racist or sexist language, um, which I personally don't see as particularly a bad thing. So that's why it goes into amber. Um, so it's monitored freedom of speech. But Uni of Bath is red. They've banned and no. all ideas of freedom of speech <laughs> on campus. <laughs> and like I got it the wrong way around. I know. And looking at the thing, it was really shocking. There were only like five universities that were red, and Uni of Bath was one of them. My God. I know. <laughs> well, I must say, I don't know what this accounts for any. If this counts for anything, but it, it doesn't. I've I've never felt any different on the campus of Bath Spa than I have on the campus of Uni of. That really is surprising, actually. Yeah, I know, but actually, it has been. That report was quite um, essential, I think, in terms of like lobbying the government to do something about freedom of speech because this February, so February the sixteenth, twenty twenty one. Um, there was a government report released called Higher Education, Free Speech and Academic Freedom, which basically is meant to review some of the harmful effects of censorship in UK unis. Um, and that was that was impacted by the ADF, the Human Rights Group, and also by this spiked report saying basically that freedom of speech on campus was really inadequate. But yeah, it'd be quite interesting to see how all the other universities ranked. Well, that's all we've got time for today, but do check the article below, the spiked one, and let us know how your university did on the freedom of speech ranking. Thank you, Piers, for being on the podcast, and to everyone else, we'll see you next week. You've been listening to The Fuse. If you enjoyed this episode, chances are you'd like our Instagram. Follow us at The Fuse Podcast, where we break down daily news into understandable bite-sized chunks. As per usual, see you next week.